What's going on, Mexa Bro? Hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. It is Cinco de Mayo, hence the Mexa Bro there. <laughs> it is Cinco de Mayo, and not only is it Cinco de Mayo, but it is episode 50. How about that? I love synchronicities of numbers. Anyways, today uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break from our uh, from our running form and we'll try to pick back up on Friday. I hope that I will have a interview with a doctor, a podiatrist. We'll see. I'm going to try to have him up here, uh, in, up in here, up in here, <laughs> up in the podcast uh, relatively soon. He agreed to do it. He just uh, has to kind of find time in his schedule. So hopefully we'll get him relatively soon. But today, uh, as I said, I wanted to take a little break from our running form series and we're going to talk about uh, Cinco de Mayo. We're going to talk about the, uh, the actual meaning of Cinco de Mayo and we will be talking about some lessons that we can learn from our friends south of the border about grit and about tenacity and about you know just living a good life so uh yeah without further ado why don't we just get this episode underway season eight episode 50 what we can learn from cinco de mayo All right, so uh, today is Wednesday, and it is Cinco de Mayo. So I wanted to take a quick break from our series on running form, and I wanted to talk about well, I wanted to talk about Cinco de Mayo and what it kind of means to Mexico and what it can mean for us. So uh, Cinco de Mayo, a lot of people actually get it confused. They think it's the Mexican Independence Day. I know for the longest time I thought it was Mexican Independence Day, uh, but believe it or not, you know, in um, Mexico they don't even really celebrate Cinco de Mayo. It's not really a big thing. And in fact, it's like kind of like Valentine Val- Valentine Valentine's Day here. It's like Valentine's Day is like not really a holiday, but it's kind of like a holiday. Right. So essentially what it is, is that um, back in the day, back in like the early 1800s or so, France invaded Mexico City. And uh, they had like, you know, a huge force. They had a lot of arms and stuff and they're ready to take over Mexico City. But uh, uh, a gang of stragglers, so to speak, you know, like a gang of like kind of a militia guys, they went and they conquered the the French. They took them over, uh, or they at least they stopped their their attack. And uh, you know it was like a big morale boost because they weren't expected to win. Like the French were supposed to come in there and just like pretty much take over. Uh, so what ended up happening is that you know the the Mexicans took over or the Mexicans fought off the French and it was a big morale boost and everybody in Mexico was happy. But unfortunately, the the general, uh, Zaragoza, I believe his name was, uh, he 
the, you know, he was like the big victor and everybody cheered him, uh, cheered for him. And they said, you know, great job and all that good stuff. But unfortunately, he died from an illness a few months later. And, you know, the, the, the Mexicans were promptly defeated shortly thereafter. Uh, so the thing is that uh, it didn't even start getting bigger. And, uh, our, our Mex- you know, the Cinco de Mayo wasn't even really like celebrated till like maybe 50 or so years later in California. And, you know, I guess, uh, you know, there's a lot of Mexicans in California coming up from Baja, Baja, Mexico, or Baja, California, excuse me, uh, which is part of Mexico. And, uh, you know, they really, uh, you know, just celebrated culturally because, you know, those were their roots. And, you know, like I I said, it's not something that's really celebrated in Mexico because it's not really that big of a deal. But at the time, you know, when the Mexicans came over from California, it was around that time that, you know, that was their thing that they celebrated besides uh, Mexican Independence Day. But of course, you know, Mexican Independence Day is not something really celebrated here because, you know, it's America. (laughs) Uh, So. It actually ended up getting big. Or the reason why it was so cele- why why it is so celebrated in America is because of the commercial aspects. You know, you can get beer and wine and all that stuff. You know, people drink a lot of beer and wine on Cinco de Mayo, so they decided to just kind of commercialize it and try to promote it as much as possible. So the reason why Cinco de Mayo is so is so big is not because of Mexico and you know their pride and stuff like that. A little bit of that, but it's mostly just because of uh, commercials and companies trying to make money off of the whole thing. Like, Again, kind of like Valentine's Day. Uh, so uh, actual Mexican independence, if you're curious, is uh, actually September 16th. And uh, that is like, you know, it's a big celebration in Mexico. And, uh, you know, there's a whole thing about that. That was uh, when Mexico gained their independence from Spain. And uh, there's like this thing called the cry for Dolores and stuff. Yeah, you can look it up if you want to. But anyways, that is a little bit what I wanted to talk about today. But what I really wanted to talk about was that Cinco de Mayo battle. So the thing is that, look, like you can go into situations where like you think you might lose, right? Like it just happens. You know, you might get in there and you think you might lose. But the thing is that if you go in there, like, you know, like go into a situation thinking you might lose, it's very possible that you will. You know, I've I actually, uh, I've told this to a lot of my athletes, told this a lot to my clients. It's kind of a, a mindset thing. It's like, if you think you're going to lose nine times out of 10, you are going to lose just because, you know, you might have, you might be in so in your head and not really, uh, thinking, well, you are thinking that's a problem. A lot of times if you're thinking, you're not going to be reacting and you're not going to be able to uh, assess the situation properly not all the time because a lot of times like you know like thinking and reacting are two you know the two sides of the same coin like thinking is well let's put it this way uh reaction is is thought amongst chaos like when you're in chaos that's thought or that is a reaction but Thinking, like thought, like real thought, clar- clarity of thought is the practice and experience uh, that you get from thinking without chaos. So, you know, it's obviously easier to think without chaos in your life because, uh, you know, you don't have so many things like clouding your vision. So, you know, it's always so. So the thing is that, like, if you have one 
one thought, like that's going to be the predominant thing in your mind, especially if you're in chaos. If you're in something where you need to like succeed, that's kind of chaos. So you want to like, not have a mindset where your only mindset is I'm going to lose. And that's kind of like those soldiers, like, you know, that's chaos. War is chaos. So they went in there, they, uh, they thought they were going to win. And, you know, with all odds against them, they won. So like, that's life, you know, you're like, there's times where you're going to come into some situations that might be difficult, some situations where you're supposed to lose. And you can come in there with a positive mindset. And you can surprise yourself as well as other people. It's pretty simple, actually, you know, life is a lot about mindset. You know, so as uh, Edison said, you know, uh, success is 99% perspiration, and 1% inspiration. And it's really what it's all about. You know, it's like it's about like working hard and just and, and working for it and not so much like you like, you know, being inspired or you being, you know, like having all these thoughts about greatness. It's just like really just going in there and just doing it and knowing that you just have to do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of, pra- you, know, uh, you know, when it comes to success, you know, a lot of times it just comes to uh, experience and practice and being able to handle the situation. You know, so like. Obviously, if you get into a situation that's highly chaotic, uh, it's hard to practice those things. But if you practice other things, if you practice being in, you know, difficult situations, I wouldn't say like, you know, always put yourself in difficult situations. But I will say you should challenge yourself, you know, like by challenging yourself, just like an exercise, your muscles will grow. And not only that, kind of like what I was talking about with running is like you don't want to be tense, and like it's almost impossible to not be tense if you're in a situation where you're like where everything is just unfamiliar. So that's why it's good to practice. That's why it's good to like lift heavy weights and stuff like that. That's why it's good to run hard is because you'll get used to these challenges and these challenges will become almost like second nature for you. So when you actually uh, do come across something difficult, uh, while it may be difficult when you look back at it, when you're in it, it's going to seem like any other challenge that you've, you've faced before and you'll, you'll excel. So that's the key. That's the thing is that like, uh, you know, like those Mexican soldiers, you know, you don't want to be doubting yourself, uh, but you definitely want to do things that will help you uh, not doubt yourself. You want to do things that will help you challenge yourself and help you grow you know, because that's the only way you're going to get to where you want to be in life, whether it be, you know, uh, making more money, making more friends, uh, having better relationships in general, or, you know, spirituality, you got to test yourself, you got to try to be a better human being. And that comes with, you know, that comes with a cost, obviously, you know, like, you can't do all the fun things all the time. Obviously, you can do fun things, but your whole life just can't be fun. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's, it's a constant mix of challenges and, uh, of, and, you know, obviously having fun because, you know, life, a life with no fun is not a fun life. And, you know, who wants to have a not, who wants to have a life that's not fun? You know, it's like you, you, you don't look forward to challenges after a while. If all, you, all you're doing is challenging yourself. So it's like a mix, you know, like you challenge yourself, you party that, you know, once you've succeeded and then you go and challenge yourself again and just, you know, rinse, wash and repeat as they say. Right. So, yeah, I mean, life is a fine balance. You don't want to have too many challenges. You don't want to have too much of an easy life. But you definitely want to do something that will make you 
happy in the long run because you know things that make you happy in the short term those are you know those are fun but they don't really get you to the point where you can increase your levels of happiness you kind of get the same level of happiness and after a while those levels of happiness kind of taper off and uh, what made you happy isn't really going to make you so happy anymore so you know like even when it comes to happiness you got to kind of increase the levels by doing things that challenge you and uh, increase your capability of experiencing more happiness because you've challenged yourself more and more difficult situations. All right, so that does it for my day. I'm going to go finish celebrating Cinco de Mayo. I'm going to have a kickback and have a Corona and call it a night. So I hope you had a, a wonderful Wednesday or whenever you're listening to this. I really do hope you're having a good one. I do appreciate you listening. And if you haven't, please subscribe to this podcast uh, because you know I can use all the subscri- subscribers I can get. All right, I'll check you later. And as always, keep good company. <laughs>